To you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Hello and welcome to Being Green. You may have heard me speaking last week to 13-year-old Quinley Wilde about his song SOS or Save Our Soil. He wrote it after his mom Casey got involved in a global movement to address the crisis of soil degradation. Well, that got me thinking how little I knew about the issue, and so I'm delighted to be joined on the program today by Dr. Elsa Hardy, a senior lecturer in soil chemistry at Stellenbosch University. Elsa, welcome to the program. I read a quote recently by a top UN scientist, I think his name was Ronald Vargas, referring to soil as our silent ally. He, he said that preserving our soils is like ensuring we have enough life support machines in our hospitals. Why is soil so important? Well, basically, it's important for all of our staple food production, so a lot of and animal feed production. It's important for fiber as well as it's used for all sorts of uh, industrial purposes as well besides that. But certainly for food security, you know, making sure that our soils remain fertile and that you know, we're not losing it through erosion and, and things like that, it's incredibly important. And what are the threats to soil? Why is there so much talk about this at the minute? Well, some of the threats to soil would be erosion is still a big threat. It, it was especially a threat in, in the past. I mean, probably aware in the U.S. they had massive wind losses of their very fertile topsoil back in the 1930s because they didn't have cover crops and things like that. So were huge losses of topsoil, but it's still ongoing today. Topsoil gets lost through wind erosion, through water erosion. And part of the problem is in intensive cultivation that the soil is not covered all the time. So they'll produce the crop and then it's allowed to be fallow. And so now there's a huge drive to conservation agriculture, which is really important. It helps to retain the stubble of the previous crop. At least 35% of the soil surface must be covered. And that certainly helps to reduce erosion losses of Soil also helps to build soil carbon, which is incredibly important. Yeah, to pick up on that issue of soil carbon, I read somewhere that healthy soil actually helps us in terms of climate change. Certainly, because the soil is one of the major pools of carbon in the global carbon cycle. It's actually there's more carbon in the soil than there is in the green plants that you can see growing on the the surface of the soil. So it's a major pool of carbon, and we definitely want to not be releasing more carbon to the atmosphere. So generally, intensive tillage of soils, that is breaking down the soil carbon. And also in, in intensive agriculture, often they're not putting back a lot of carbon. They're removing the crop residues. They're feeding that to animals and livestock, whatever's left over. So inputs of carbon are, are not so good. So that's, again, why there's this huge focus for conservation agriculture, trying to retain the residues on the surface of the soil that helps to increase our carbon inputs during carbon production, or sorry, crop production. And also, there's also a drive to have cover crops, so to have something growing on the soil while the, the main crop is not being produced. But you need to have enough rainfall or enough water availability to do that sustainably. I was astounded by two facts when I was reading that up for this interview. Firstly, that the sector, the agricultural sector, accounts for one-third of global greenhouse gas emissions. And secondly, that soil is not easily replaced. It takes 
thousands of years to form. But, but, but what is the situation of our soil here in South Africa? Are we on a good track? I would say um, there's definitely a huge drive towards conservation agriculture, especially here in the Western Cape. A very high proportion, I think it's 80 or 90% of the grain production is, is conservation agriculture. So certainly a lot of farmers are aware of conservation agriculture and uh, many have changed or are in the process of, of going towards it. So I would say that, you know, that things are only going to get better. So carbon levels are pretty low in South African soils because of our climate in general, because we have more sort of a semi-arid in general, a lower type of rainfall and very hot temperatures, so that drives the breakdown of carbon. also means that our vegetation is not so dense. You know, if you think about the Karoo or something like that, little bushes, so the vegetation doesn't produce a lot of litter. So there's, it also means that there's not such high carbon content in general. But, yeah, with this drive towards conservation agriculture, they are certainly being able to increase soil carbon levels to higher than even what the natural vegetation could achieve. I've seen some data like that from the swipe lines. So there's definitely an awareness and, you know, how important it is to to build soil carbon. Elsa, so if we needed to choose between um, fertilizer made by fossil fuels or more organic, I'm assuming organic would be a better choice. Organic is a better choice for you know, for building carbon reserves, it also adds all you know all other nutrients that, that plants need. Whereas the chemical fertilizers are mainly, especially nitrogen, it's produced from fossil fuels, which is non-renewable resource. So that, that certainly is not sustainable. However, the thing with organics is that they are very dilute in nutrients. So you have to add really large quantities, and it's dependent on the microbial activity to release the nutrients into chemical forms that the plants can use. So that's one reason why mineral fertilizers are not going to go anywhere. They're much more concentrated. The nutrients are already in the form that plants use, so they, they apply it when, when the crop actually needs it, and, and that ensures maximum yield, and so that's quite profitable completely organic where you're more at the mercy of the weather and, and the, you know, the, the climate, the temperature and all those things for mineralization. Well, at least as you say, there is a lot of progress being made in that field. Thanks to Dr. Elsa Hardy of Stellenbosch University's Department of Soil Science. And that's it for this week from me, Glynis Crook. Take care and goodbye. Being Green was brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Ask not what your community can do for you. Ask what you can do for your community. At Remax Living Real Estate, our ethos is built on giving back. From sponsoring music broadcasts to FMR's Being Green, our focus is on making your world more harmonious and our planet more sustainable. So when it comes to choosing a real estate partner, don't go for anything less than people who are maximum givers. Galinda Moser from Remax Living Real Estate. FMR 101.3 